Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media, change, and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna Abel, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers, clarify your message, and make an impact on the world. Today's episode is brought to you by the word growth. This is my favorite definition from Merriam-Webster, growth as progressive development or evolution. And these synonyms I love. Advancement, betterment, improvement, refinement, incubation, maturation, blossoming, and emergence, which is why I am chuffed to have my dear friend and colleague Vinny Potestivo on the show. Vinny is a multimedia advisor, celebrity brand executive, and the founder of Vinny Potestivo Entertainment. He's also the reason I have this podcast. So I enthusiastically welcome you, Vinny. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. By the way, I got so excited with those words you just listed off. <laughs> I'm like imagining like like when Simba Mufasa and he's like, ooh, say it again, say it again. Like it just <laughs> those were great words and change. What a powerful, energizing yet completely energy-sucking word. <laughs> well, yeah. And that it brings us right to the notion that words matter. Sure does. Which is why I made the choice to focus on a word every episode. And obviously, we have lots of words and a lot to talk about. Uh, so in addition to growth, I kind of I love blossoming. Uh, but I want to ask you, I really want to start here. Personal growth has a direct impact on professional growth, as you and I know. We're going to discuss this in depth. And it also occurred to me that sometimes professional growth can lead us to personal growth. So let's discuss this amongst ourselves, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. I mean, thank goodness that I picked a career where I could constantly keep putting like the best of the best. Also, by the way, sometimes the worst of the worst and 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 the good of the you know, I just keep putting people in front of me who bring so much into my world. So change, growth, those are like synonymous words for me with casting. When I when I take on a new project, I know I'm about to learn something about this micro group, about this inform- – I'm, I'm about to learn something that's super interesting that I don't know about, let alone you know how important it is. And people are the ones who are bringing that to me. My entire career has been based and predicated on growth. Curiously, I've been looking for ways to grow, and it always brings me back to people. I love that. I actually agree with you. One of the things I am so grateful for in my job and have always been is that I meet the most interesting people. And by that, I also mean you know, in the development of talent and meeting people and interacting with them early in their careers often is some of the most exciting times you can connect with someone while you're watching the vision take shape and then get placed into action. But taking a step back, I actually want to talk about you, Vinny Potestivo. Sure. So yes, you just tapped into it a little bit about casting. So it's something that you and I share as colleagues in our careers. We both started at MTV Networks. You were at MTV. I was at VH1. But we've also both grown personally and professionally and the places we've taken our business. So as I grew, I shifted into media coaching. As you've grown and built your business, VPE, talent, you've actually moved into, how do you even describe it? It's like you're a visionary who helps other people tap in and execute this really in in an amazing on-point multimedia way, which I would love you to describe. So 
I will shut up in a minute, but for everyone to understand, it's it's a conversation with you that I had last September that led me to even having this podcast. In that in that one conversation, really? you were like, you should have a podcast yeah. and here's the title and this is what it's going to be and let's do it together. And I was like, okay, this is the best hour I've spent through all of 2020. And so um, it is. But I, <laughs> and so it yeah. is. So with that lumbering intro. Could you talk to us a little bit about what your business is today? I love that. Yeah, we did get our start in casting. And I think the thing that attracted me most to casting is what is the part that I'm still holding on to, which is, is talent. Casting tend in the beginning tends to be associated with film or television because those are mediums. And that's where we would see casting as a result. But what happened over the last 20 years with technology and how talent was able to completely fracture how they share their talents with the world and even what that very word talent means, even down to how it's defined. You know, Traditionally, we talk about talent as an artistic talent, singing, dancing, triple threats, right? But we're meeting talent now. They're programmers, talent are directors, talent are staff that work for us, You know, the, the collective talent. So- I loved where talent pivoted as technology emerged and gave us more platforms for more voices. Um, and I saw that as these platforms were emerging and more opportunities were emerging, it, it was getting a little bit confusing. I, I say that as an understatement. It was a heck of a lot of bit confusing. It was very confusing. It was, which comes first, the opportunity to show, um, I want to be in films. Should I be doing reality TV to get to films? And we asked that question up until about Instagram or Facebook gave us the opportunity to start, you know, letting us present our own stories in our own context. So I fell back and followed talent. I followed them where they went. I followed them to QVC and, and, and Sephora, where I get to sort of brush up a little bit with some of the worlds that you know, you're know you touching in. I get to go to thought leaders. I get to work with uh, businesses that are making tremendous impact in the world and are making content to get their message out. And these are people who were not trained to be creative. They're not producers like us or casting, and they, they don't know what the tricks to development are or certain ways to make sure that we're creating a message so that it, it reaches a massive amount of audience so that it earns your audience. And I focus in that area. I focus in the part where I can take content, I can take your talent, and I can marry those two together and change the perception of what your personal talent brand is, what your celebrity brand is, just based on the opportunities that you're presenting. For me, Camera Ready Able was like, in my head, I was like, it's like the podcast I wanted from you. How, like, by the way, what a cool job I get to have where I get to tell people, you know, you come to me and say, what, should, what, are, what are you thinking? And I, I actually get to tell you, I'm first off, so appreciative and beyond honored that you would ask me to help you or even just run an idea by me because like ideas are personal and I'm, these are our babies and many people won't share their ideas because they're afraid of, you know, the perception of them, let alone what they could potentially turn into. And I think that I take that very seriously. I take people's unique skill sets very seriously because I know that I have a very unique skill set and I was lucky to have a couple of bosses who took my unique skill set seriously. And I can take that marry it to what technology allows us to do, which is create and own our own content, distribute it in really unique ways, and then customize what those opportunities are. I'm having the time of my life. I'm making more change than I've ever made. I'm making more 
audiences, it's weird to say I'm making more audiences, but audiences congregate and look at something. So you can be multiple, there could be people in multiple audiences. And for television, for so long, there was, the network had one audience, you know, that we had to sort of meet. Man, I'm so lucky that I got trained in the um, Viacom MTV bootcamp of content creation that I did. Uh, but how I'm able to work with business owners and talent and and even non-traditional talent, um, lawyers and business owners who have nothing to do with the creative space but rely on their creativity to get messages across. I'm having the time of my life. So much awesome information there. I want to take one step back. Well, one, I actually scratch that. Want to just tap into something you just identified. There's so many ways to be creative. And I've learned this with working with a number of people in business in areas that we don't, that aren't traditionally associated with creative fields. And yet they're so passionate about what they do and the notion of being disruptive and looking constantly at ways to do things better and different, which is creativity. Yeah. Incredible, right? So it shows up all over the place. And so that too is a mindset. But I want to ask you on a tactical level, because that's something you've taught me so much about is taking strategy and marrying that to a tactical approach, is what are some ideas or thoughts or steps you have on how to grow an idea? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely, right? Because we want to nurture them. We, I treat these ideas like I will one day get to treat my own children, which is I will let them grow up to be who and whatever in the strongest form they possibly can be. I have no preconceived notions of what I want your show to be, what the audience needs. I'm down to figure out you know, what it is. So the first thing I do is create space. Sometimes when we're creating and developing ideas, we don't create enough space for to nurture, to grow, for it. Maybe, maybe this is an 80-page book that we're talking about. Maybe this is a podcast. Maybe this is a topic to talk about in social. Maybe we're not talking about media. Maybe we're talking about content. Content is a message. Media is the vehicle and how that message is delivered. And that's the piece that I love figuring out. So once we discern between content and media, you know, whether uh, we understand if we have a fully baked idea or if we have the goal of an idea, the next step I would say is understanding what's going to happen after the viewer watches it. I mean, you just changed my life. Now what? <laughs> Do I, can I meet up with other people who just watch this piece of content? You know, can I, is there some place where I can go to be an active member in this audience? Is there something I should be doing to be an active member in our community? Because to be honest, if we're making content without a greater purpose, if we're not aware of where this audience is going after they're done watching it, then I would say now in 2021, I don't know if we're doing as great a service to your content as 10, 15 years ago where when the game of creating was create something that you could sell to a network and let the network air it. Now that that is no longer the only way to get, you know, creative ideas out there or video ideas out there, I like to sort of just bring people back to that intersection of who they are and what they want to be doing so that we can really hone in on an idea that will, a vehicle that will take them there. Literally, it will take them there. Content is the message. Media is the vehicle. And that's the piece that I love figuring out. Mm, gosh, I love that. Okay, one something that you said to me early in this process, and this is so relating to giving ideas space to grow. And I have this written all over my office now. Our focus is on impact, not deadlines. 
Isn't that something? Ah, ah, that changed everything. And I was such a giant permission slip and such a weight off my chest. I literally felt the you know, the cartoon anvil like evaporate out. Ah, it was so fantastic because here we are, we're doing it. It wasn't about, that wasn't a fear thing, I guess is what I'm saying. It wasn't a in, in, definite delay. It was let's, let's focus on making an impact as opposed to focus on squeezing into an arbitrary deadline that we gave ourselves. You know, people are quick to meet a deadline. I have to get my post out. I have to set it. And they'll even put it in a scheduler. And I bring that up because if you're scheduling your social media posts, Instagram interprets that as a, a low intent content. And why would you minimize the impact of your message out of the gate just to meet a deadline when that message is ready to rock and roll and ready to hit its audience. And it's up to you to get it there. The, the plan of attack, again, is what are, we, what are they going to do after they get this message? I just think the impact is so important. This is why you constantly blow my mind because so in coaching, that's a really great question that we often ask when we're working with clients is the, and then what, and then what, and it's helpful in a visioning exercise and helping, you know, many of us to get unstuck, but just very simply, you're helping me with, why are you doing this? What's your intention? But your framing is magical. There's something else you also said a second ago that I think is important when it gets to the idea of teasing your ideas and putting them out there. One is to get comfortable just you know with that. So these have become really powerful baby steps and you can get some you know pretty immediately proof of concept with how certain things resonate with people. But it's also a reminder, and you've helped me with this, is sometimes it's changing a word. It's not that your idea was bad. It was reframe how you're sharing it. Focus on the impact it has, or I guess I would say reframe it as the now what, so that you're meeting, you know, your listener or your viewer or your audience where they are. And it would also say this, that sometimes you may need to go find new people to hear your ideas. So we want to be careful if, you know, we're sharing things strictly for validation, which is really, really important, but it is starting to understand it's like, and it goes back to what you just said about like traditional television outlets, cable, traditional media versus newer ways of reaching people that maybe you've put yourself in a box. And not and even that's, know it, right? Right. And, and, and your idea is not going to take root and blossom there. So maybe go think of different delivery systems. And the other thing is to notice, uh, to take note that it does take time. Cause that I often get that from people who are starting out. Well, I, I did it and nothing happened. Yeah. And we'll be like, you did, wait, I'm sorry. What? Once you did it once. Let's talk like what's happened in six months Yeah. and see where you've grown. Yeah. I mean, even emails take follow-ups now. And it's a, I bring that up because I'm, I'm booking, I'm booking um, celebrity talent on a, on a YouTube original series now. And I'm reaching out to publicists that I've known for 20 years. And I'm noticing that it's on the follow-up that they reply back. And it's not because they don't see my email address. And it's not because, and I'm sure there's a, a, a minimizing voice in my head at one point or another that said, oh, maybe they don't, you know, maybe this isn't a, the right ask. But they're just trying to figure out what's important, what's now, what what has to happen now, because now is an important time with technology, with the immediacy of video and audio and the multitude of ways that we can share information. We literally can change the now. There's a reason why they give us a 24-hour window on Instagram. By the way, Instagram isn't the only platform that gives us 24 hours. In television, if you have a DVR, the live plus 24 hours after is part of the delivery that networks use when they're evaluating the impact 
of content. So being able to change now, that's exciting. And to have technology, to just, just to have the right tools to be able to do it. Barbara, I wanted you to have a podcast so that you could do something brilliant with it. I could give you the structure, but like what you turned this into, oof, I'm excited about where this is going. For anyone listening, if you hadn't clued into this already, among the things that uh, I am blown away and adore Vinny for is his left brain and his right brain are firing on all cylinders at all times. So not only is are you remarkably creative, Vinny, but the fact that you're just a font of staggering information about understanding that the technical, the now, the innovations of technology, the how, oh, months ago, you should be on this platform called Clubhouse. And let me explain to you how it works, uh, which is amazing. Right, Clubhouse, pretty cool. But I want to jump away from that for one second, because I want to come back to this notion of growth, because you just talked about it in another way was, you know, even when you're reaching out to publicists, you've known for years and the voice in your head. So that becomes an example of our own personal growth, which can change and they intersect together, which is the constant mindset, mindset shift. That's one of the only things that we can control ever is how we think about something which is an example of your own personal growth in your business that has led you to be where you are that you can share with anyone that I just think is amazing. And then and now I want to segue a little bit to some words that are on your website, which I invite everyone to visit. You have three words that I love, impress, inspire, impact. Yeah. I think it's important to impress. I think that that first impressions and making an impression and having the ability, being set up to be able to impress is actually something I can do. There are tiny little things throughout my career I've noticed impressed the people that I've worked with. And it literally is just because I was able to organize and concentrate and focus. And it isn't always about being early. It's just about exceeding expectations or sometimes just meeting them because Again, talk about longevity. And, and when you hit the 20-year mark, you start talking about 20 plus. That is impressive. Why? Because unfortunately, there are so many talented people that I grew up with that no longer do this. They're no longer creative or producers or in front of the camera. It actually is heartbreaking because they're truly talented. I absolutely understand all the reasons why some people have to give up on this dream. But the more you stay in it, the more it comes back to you. And like, I didn't know a single person in this industry. I did, there's no pot of Stevos in the industry. There's no, I didn't even know if there was Vinny's in it. I knew there was Vin DeBona. So like, there was a while when I wanted to be a producer, I started asking everyone to call me Vin, to be honest. And Vin DeBona, AV is literally my number one show. If you don't know me, that tells you a lot. And if you do know me, then you already knew that <laughs> about me. Uh, I loved watching those types of shows with my family. But to be able to give someone the opportunity to walk into a room and just be impressive, that could be wardrobe, that could be lighting, that could be so many things. And that's just the starting point. So somewhere you took a leap, took a lot of courage. I have to presume it wasn't always smooth sailing. Right. When can you remember being aware that you had the power to impress that it was also something within your control sure. that you realize you look around, it's like, wow, not everybody's taking advantage of this. When I was a 
senior in college at Wagner College, um, I decided I wanted to be in casting. In August of my senior year, I ended up taking a class at Landmark Forum. And it was a three-week intensive class, and it was a polarizing opportunity. And in that class, I learned that the stories we tell ourselves are only the stories we tell ourselves. And when I realized that I had the ability to change my story, I didn't, I was terrified of being a liar, to be honest. Vin, you just got to wake up one day and you got to use words as if they're already happening. I'm like, but they're not. Yeah, you're a casting director, but I'm not. Yes, you are. If you say you are, then you are. And I'm like, I don't get it. I'm not. And it drove me crazy. And I went to the city and I found backstage casting. And I bought that magazine and I brought it back to the campus and I looked at the back and it says, would you like to take out a casting ad? And I said, yes, $25. I will take out a casting ad, Vinnie Potestivo casting, send in your headshots and resumes. I'm casting projects and I'm looking for actors. We got hundreds. I don't want to say thousand, but lots of hundreds of, of headshots <laughs> sent to the campus. I didn't show up to MTV saying I'm a casting director. I showed up to MTV as a 20-year-old being a casting director, I had hundreds of headshots. So it wasn't like I just said it one day and then it was. I knew that for me that wasn't enough because when I was called to be a casting director, I knew I wouldn't have time to start being a casting director. So I had to figure that out. And that's where I get excited about working with hosts and on-camera talent now who say, I'm on a couple of segments. How do I get the show? Or I'm on a couple of shows. How do I get the network? Or I'm on, I'm on a couple of networks. How do I get my own network? You know, it just, the asks keep going up. And the answer is the same. No one knows what you're capable of better than you. Let's find the best team that can really tap into what your skill set is. And let's show them. Because now... To be honest, we have the tools to show them. So like, for example, we know good internet is literally one of the ways that you can impress somebody in a casting. Isn't that crazy to think? Like, No, it's not crazy at all. <laughs> I'm going to add to that good lighting, audio. And this, by the way, nothing is expensive about this. This is just, you know, sometimes moving the lamps around in your hotel room. Uh, also, just the, the optics. Again, doesn't have to be fancy, but the... Uh, and I get this all the time, like no dirty clothes on the bed, no open bathroom doors. I mean, just anyway, the difference between like a lovely aesthetic versus not those, because there's, there's science around this. We understand how we all respond to certain visual cues. That's really important. The other thing that you talked about too, that is not only quality, but it is value. It's connecting the dots yeah. because you and I talk about this a lot that, you know, we understand sort of the Myers-Briggs of this. So understanding the mindset of a gatekeeper, which again, gets back to like personal growth, professional growth is understanding who you're talking to and what's going to resonate and why your awesomeness has value. To that other person, because often they're not going to connect the dots on their own. You have to connect the dots and say, this is the value that I bring to this situation. This is why you want to be in business with me. And this also gets into the uh, show me, don't tell me, yeah. which is another reason why create it, make yeah. some version of that thing, because I need to, we all need to see it and experience it. I love that. Not just not just say, well, it goes back to write the class examples. You know, there are so many unsuccessful, talented people walking around or ideas are cheap. The hard part is executing them. And that's where you come in because you're the executor. Yeah. Well, I'm also a quick dot. I'm a, I'm a quick dot connector. I 
try. You are Connect Four oh, champion. I, I like that. <laughs> Connect Four. I try to put some energy out there so that I know what buyers are looking for. If it goes to the mandates and the production companies and agencies get it, I know most likely it's going to be taken care of and covered and there's going to be hundreds of- Can you, ex- can you explain what a mandate yeah. is? Because a lot of people won't know what that sure. is. Sure. Networks have a thing called a mandate, which is literally a, a document that says what they're looking for. And I've been listening to network needs as long as I've luckily been in the industry. And I've also been listening to talent needs. And I think that that's where the magic happens in, in figuring out what does... And now there's not just 50 or 100 networks like there ha- conveniently was for the first few decades of our career. But now there's literally thousands um, negotiating micro deals and non-exclusive licensing deals with emerging digital networks and streaming networks and OTT. I mean, it's a very exciting time for content. But the mandates are what we're looking for. And when someone tells you what they're looking for, give it to them because that's where the money is going. Here's a question for you. Identify for me ways in which you've seen your own either biggest or most impactful personal growth that's had a direct, the result is the impact on your business oh, sure. and where you are now. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's um, it was called Save It or Sell It. The show was about two experts come in. It's to a boomer generation owned business and they're there to help figure out if a business should pivot or if it should possibly find an investor. And in that process of finding the hosts and also the businesses and also the experts, in my conversations that I was having with these people, I realized we have a very similar vocab. Usually when you start a casting, you know, there's like, oh, you guys have different vocabulary and words and I can't wait to like learn, you know, how you say what you say. I jumped on this project and I was like, wait, there's jobs now where people can come in and and give advice on direction, advise on what type of media would attract the right type of client for you. Like that, that exists because I'll tell you what, I know I'm good at getting people to show up. I did start, I started in audiences. I'm, I'm really respectful and communicative with an opportunity and fully understanding what people can get out of it. And I'm very transparent and upfront about that. And I realized there was a business to be had about helping people continue to do what I do. The very thing that I do in casting, which is like get you on television and put everything together and make sure all the pieces that the producers and the the network need to see, making sure all those pieces are together so that you can get approved for this television opportunity. And I'll fight for you because the types of of shows I'm working on, uh, business owners are passionate and they want to make change. And and I'm, I show up when there's passion. I show up when there's a possibility for change. Um, that's where I play the hardest and also get the most passionate about it. And I think that in that process, I realized that as much as I love casting and development, as much as I loved helping celebrities claim their stories. I helped Jessica Simpson show the world who she really was, not who the world thought she was. I helped the world see the Osbournes for who I helped the world meet Ashton Kutcher as an executive producer and not just as an actor. I can think of it as like, were those shows the reason why they were so successful? I think they played a part of it. And I also think that those celebrities played a part in why those shows were so successful. There's a lot of reciprocity there, but we connected the dots. Right. So are you saying your own personal growth happened in 2017? Because 
you finally connected your own dots. Connecting the dots in 2017 made me made me realize the hard work that I do in casting to get the approvals from publicly traded networks and platforms and all the legality that it takes. If I could do on that level, imagine what I can do in the private sector of media. And that was inspiring. And it was the last project that I cast with a full team as, as a real casting director. There's a couple of projects that came in that were really hard for me to say no to, but were, it was just, I was no longer the right person for them. And that's a hard pill to swallow, by the way, when you're pivoting, when you're changing, when you're stepping away from, I had a, I had a great conversation with a friend of mine, Jamie, who said, Vin, you know, why aren't, why haven't you done this? What took you so long? I was like, I don't know. Everyone's going to think I'm like a failure. If I leave cast, what's going to happen if I leave casting? Everyone's going to think, oh, well, it must've gotten hard for him. Vin, Vin couldn't have stayed in it too long, huh? What story am I telling myself? Not, now you're back in that landmark forum. That's it. And I'm not telling myself that story anymore. And then on top of that. So what's your new story? I mean, what story are you telling yourself now? You know what? I created my podcast. I have a podcast. That's where my story starts is I have a podcast. I grew up in Al-Anon and Alateen. I liked being in a room knowing how people identified. If you were an alcoholic, I wanted to know as a child, if you were an alcoholic, as a child who had recovering parents who or a recovering parent who was an alcoholic. And I was trained as a child not to trust, you know, a, not all adults were capable of the right decisions. That gave me the ability to see in someone what their possibility was. Now, I'm not saying if you're an addict or a recovering addict, you don't have possibility. I've had many friends and family members that I'm very close with that are recovering addicts. I just know how to work with them in a different capacity that, oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's, a, it's kind of a hard topic to talk about, but like, because I, I brought up something so emotional, but like it, it goes right, it's where it's bringing me back to as a kid. And also I'm, the, and I'm seeing myself as the oldest now, I'm the oldest of six growing up. I was the oldest of four children and that responsibility that falls on your, your shoulders or the responsibility you tell yourself that you have <laughs> that falls on your shoulders. So I would say in 1998, when I took that class at Landmark Forum and realized that the control I had over my own story, the narrative that I can be anything that I wanted to be, and I was careful about what I asked for also. And then when I got to T MTV, I saw a lot of people who were not famous yet become extremely famous. And I got to see them get exactly what they asked for, some in the best way possible and, and, and some not in the best way possible. So it mm. really gave me an awesome exposure to being impeccable in your word, like to really mm. being precise with what you're asking this is my job is to be up in the front line looking for opportunities and possibilities. And this is what I can do. I can come back and say, Hey, Barbara, I know we're talking about um, a podcast. Did you know that there's a new drop in audio app? We learned about a whole new platform of media while creating this very podcast. That's so cool. Yes. I love growing in the direction of technology. I think you need to innovate in this creative industry that we work in, you know, Creativity. May I make it? Yeah. May I make an observation? Please. Well, first of all, you know, thank you, and I want to honor your vulnerability there. And you know, one of your superpowers is the ability to see the possibility in others. And I think what you just shared with us is the pivot for you was when you started to see the possibility in yourself. 
Oh, you're going <laughs> to. And now, because one of your other great gifts is your generosity, you've done the same for me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. You know what? I like that a lot, Barbara. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm like looking for markers because I want to put that on a shirt right now. I do like that though. Um, I do like that. I think I am looking in a reflection, and I think I can see some opportunities and possibilities. And I, I mean, I did, I'm taken back that you said that very early in my life before college. I was told by someone that I trusted that I wasn't talented and that I would never make it and that it wasn't ever going to be in the books for me. And um, that was a big part of my story. And I, I started learning the little ways that my individual unique talent could come through. And I think that is a very, it's hard to say how anyone's individual unique talent can come out because you really have to listen to it. And Sometimes you need silence to listen to it. And then even that silence, you need to like listen to those words because like you reach, you need to hear, not just listen to those words that you're saying, but like hear what is coming out of your mouth and look at what your hands are making and see where your feet are taking you. And um, when you realize how much control you have over that and how much control over the perception of how you master speaking talking, walking into the room. I'm, walking is a, a serious skill set, by the way. You got to walk into the room. You got to walk out of the room, <laughs> right? Like we watch Shark Tank, by the way. We walk, we literally watch Shark Tank. We start walking in and, and there's a reason why. And as casting directors, we see it. As people, we see it, you know, as producers, we see it. Um, certainly you know what I'm seeing in my head right now? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm seeing Jay Alexander yeah. on America's Top Model <laughs> yes. right now. Because it is absolutely true, a hundred percent, and that is, goes back to the notion of owning the room. How do you enter? What's your intention? Leave the room better than when you found it. Which is, I it clearly, I think, I, I mean, I know it's something that you do. Um, I, you know, final question to ask you is in terms of growth. What do you want to do that you haven't done yet? There's one thing I want. An, I want an Emmy. Mm, me too. I want that. I I want a good old. I want statue um should i buy it actually i'm wondering if i should get the shelf for it or if that's like you gotta you gotta visualize it getting the shelf that is a tangible action yeah. and it's and i love that so much because like even now in the pandemic with with the chance to travel again soon mm -hmm. i started packing and not in a weirdo way but i mean i started packing like my toiletries i want to be ready to go i was sending uh, the message to the universe i'm ready to is go it like a go so, kick? like <laughs> Yeah, kind of, you know, like just so yeah, I'm ready to go ready throw go. it in my away bag and like I, I'm on it. But why I'm saying that is part of the the idea of putting things into momentum. Yeah. It's like, so I'm making space for that Emmy, but it's the same way. And you can find so many stories of people who have succeeded, who share these examples that I went out and I bought the suit that I would wear as a broadcaster. It's just the idea of getting something that is an anchor yeah. and a symbol that you can afford, by the way, you don't have to go crazy. Don't necessarily go into debt, but if you have an anchor that is a real symbol of this thing I'm working towards, and that's that's a tangible thing that leads to your growth. I like it. it, it get, I feel like that it gives me permission to want it. I want to win an Emmy. I've never said that before. It's hard for me to say it now. I'm in my, you know, I've been in TV for 20 plus years, and I can sit here and tell you all the reasons why 
all of my shows have won and I didn't win or I was so our shows were so early or unscripted TV isn't recognized the way that, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about any of that stuff in the past anymore because technology changed all of that. This industry is a completely different industry. So I'll tell you what, it's 2021 and we're coming back from what we just went through. I'm coming back strong. I'm coming back with every inch of experience that I came into it with, plus a whole year of digital awesomeness that I can't wait to connect media executives with. And I can't wait to create content with media executives. I can't wait to create media with content executives. It's it's an exciting time. I'm coming back with a podcast I thanks to you. I'm, and I will show up every single week to listen to it. It's like, this is, this is. Thanks to you. Well, it's in you. It's, I mean, thanks to you, by the way. I really appreciate you, Barbara. You're the best. Oh, I'm back at you. I love when you say J'adore. And I'm always like. J'adore. Maybe is there like a little merch opportunity for J'adore? Maybe. Can we talk about that? Sure. Okay. We'll, we'll come okay. up with that. <laughs> that because I need you to help me execute. Um, I can I, I can ideate all day, but you're the one who's like, this is how you're going to do it, Barb. And I'm like, That's it. Thank uh, God by the way, for, for people listening to this, the answer is redbubble.com. It's an amazing website where you can go and you can upload your logos. You pick whatever you want it to be put on. You don't have to put a single dollar up. It's an amazing drop shipping website. The items get printed and, and sent right to the person. There's There's no upfront costs. So we'll talk about this. J'adore t-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie. Okay. <laughs> Thank you as always for dropping that gem. Where can everyone find you and what's next up? Because you actually do have some products coming up that are very exciting that I think people well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm Vinny Potestivo on everything. Anywhere where you look for me, you'll find me on LinkedIn is my favorite place to be. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, TikTok. Like I'm there and I'm in my DMs and I'm talking to people and uh, verified podcast exchange, this very network of podcasts that I've been able to help elevate and amplify over the last year is amazing. And we are launching awesome podcasts. So if you are looking to get into the podcast space, if you're looking to self-record and self-produce a podcast, we have some products for you. Or if you're looking for a full suite of um, services to take you and your guests from, you know, A to Z, we're here to help with that. And the, the best part is like these podcasts are turning into TV shows. It's happening. There's deals that are happening. And I, I want, every, you know, one of the reasons why I also ask people to make podcasts is not because they are easy to make or because they are cheap to make because they can be free or they can be expensive. There's so many different ways to make podcasts, but make a podcast as an American creative in America because you can own the IP before you sell it. And if you create a TV show, especially a TV show, and it's on paper or on tape on a reel and you sell it to a network, you sell them that show. It's theirs. They own it. The difference with podcasts is you do. And it's a huge legal difference in turn as a creator. So, and podcasts again are being converted from podcast to scripted series, unscripted, um, documentaries, books, tours, songs. I mean, there's, there's so much flexibility with what a podcast can do next, but it's one of the most malleable pieces of content that I've ever touched. So I'm really excited about what we're doing in podcasts and I have two mastermind levels coming out, which I'm excited to share. Um, one will help people bring in inception to launch. So I'm helping creative and non-creative business owners who do need to make mater creative materials, content for a living, go from inception to launch 
I'm also excited to launch our sustainable series masterminds, where we'll be able to take your brand blueprints and show you how podcasts, TV shows, with the right distribution model, the right syndication, the right amplification can really be sustainable. I'm excited about what's happening in digital content right now. You have no idea how excited I am by both of your masterminds. And this is exactly why I was thrilled to have you on the podcast, not just because I adore you, yes. Vinny, but because no one else puts it all together the way you do and so generously. So thank you, thank oh you, gosh, thank, thank you. Yes, you. go will find. You, will you be a guest on my mastermind? Will you come in and teach these people the brilliance of being on camera? Everyone everyone needs to be on camera. There's not a single person anymore who can get away with not being on camera after what we just went through. I'm really humbled that you would ask. So thank you. Yes, count on me. I'm here for you in any way I can be. I love it. It's going to be fun. So thank you for listening. And if you have a second, skip on over to ableintermedia.com anytime for information about me, media coaching, classes, my free downloadable book, your 12 tips for success on camera and off, and the opportunity to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you. See you soon. Mm -hmm.